Erica Badu. What year would this have been? Oh my god. I don't think this is one of our older jams. No. This isn't like from Boo- Buddhism. Um, geez, Soldier. This is a newer song. 2007. Ish. <laughs> well, it came out on an album that was released in 2007. New America Part 1 was the album. Nice. Yeah. You guys thinking about going away at all? I know um, my mom's gearing up to go to London, England to visit my sister. She hasn't yeah. seen her in like two years. Good for her. Yeah. Well, she's got the booster now. So she's got like three uh, Pfizer's uh, and she, you know, like she's going to stay at my sister's house and, Aww. you know, what are you going to do? You got to eventually see your family, right? How long has it been since she's seen your sister? Uh, like uh, since the pandemic, since way b- uh, before, like maybe the fall before it started. So two years. Wow. Yeah. I mean, FaceTime certainly helps. Yeah. What a difference FaceTime makes, eh? Yeah. That's such a huge difference. Totally. Um, But I'm like, it got me thinking, because my family, like uh, my wife and I are starting to have the conversation about, do we want to plan something for this winter? Mm -hmm. We'd been kind of saving and planning to do an all-inclusive vacation, and we were going to do one this past winter. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then, of course, the pandemic hit, and you know, we knew well in advance. We didn't even book anything, because it was going to be winter 2021, like this past January. February when we'd go away. Yeah, it seems like people who are traveling right now, like especially going to like hot tourist destinations like Italy, like it's it's better because there's just way less people. And uh, I know I have some friends who went to Greece and had the best time. Yeah. It's just like you're not fighting to get into places with your, you know, your group of people that you're traveling with because they're happy to see some tourists coming back to these places. Yeah, we went uh, when we were in London, I guess like uh, three years ago, uh, we went to look at, um, uh, what is the place where the crown jewels are kept? I'm even forgetting. Buckingham Palace? No, no, it's uh, the Tower of London. (laughs) Oh, okay. And like the lineup to get in to (laughs) see the crown jewels, like it was almost an hour. We were in this big, long lineup. And then they put you on this... um, it's a moving sidewalk. Okay. Just to keep people moving along because you could stare at the crown jewels for a while. I mean, it, it's pretty spectacular. Are they that nice? Oh, it's it's all the crowns. I mean, Queen Elizabeth's crown was in there when we happened to go through. It's not always. Sometimes she needs it for some of the ceremonial stuff. Yeah. But all the different uh, jewels that they use for the uh, coronations, like the staffs and whatever. I forget the names of all of it, but they're all in there. And you essentially are walking through a safe. Like it's inside a safe really? that they can close up and uh, yeah, there's moving sidewalks. I guess, you know, if it was pretty dead, you'd be able to just walk back and or get off the <laughs> sidewalk and look at some of this stuff. And, but it was busy. Yeah. But it was busy. So it's like, yeah, move along. Hey, mm-hmm. hope you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Here's the gift shop. Buy a crown pencil and stuff. Yeah. I, uh, I have some family that are actually planning to go to Italy and like go to a cooking school take like a course that would normally be more difficult to get into um, because it's going to be more dead. But they're planning on going, I think, in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're planning another trip back to Italy in April. Um, I've got my in-laws that are doing like their epic trip. They had like a retirement trip planned uh, to spend like six to eight weeks in Italy. And they're going to do it now? They're going to do it in May of next year. They're going to go. 
Uh, I know like Tammy, who we work with, she's like planning to be out of the country over Christmas, like yeah. on, on a beach. We're not thinking like big European vacation. We're just thinking going to an all-inclusive joint, you know, for seven nights. And uh, Yeah, Tammy was saying that now all-inclusives to entice people to come back, they are offering like in-house COVID tests, rapid COVID tests, so that you can get that rapid COVID test before you travel bla- back which I think is a requirement for Canada, right? It depends where you're flying to. It's kind of like the home country, what they need. So my mom, because she's fully vaccinated, she doesn't have to have a test before boarding the plane to fly to England. Okay. Um, But she does have to have one within two days of arriving. And they want to see that you've booked that test before you make your trip. So my mom, when she clears customs and stuff Mm -hmm. in London, will have to show proof that she's got the test scheduled. Okay. And then she'll have to... Well, that's complicated. Well, it's not as complicated as, uh, you know, having to time your test within 72 hours of takeoff in the sense that like, oh, you start stressing, what if the test results aren't back? Am I still going to get... I can't get on the plane? At least she'll be there. And she's going for like almost a month. Okay. So, so your sister's kind of set her up with an, with a test. Yeah, one somebody whether she did or my sister. Yeah. So you don't need the test to get on the plane to go there, but that is specific to the United Kingdom's rules and regulations. And anything so you'd have could to, change. Well, it, it, I mean, yeah, it could change eventually, um, but you have to look at whatever country you're flying to. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, if you want to fly to Australia, for example, it's much stricter. Oh, is it? And it also depends on what country you're leaving from. I don't so, even think you can go to Australia right now. I yeah, ju- you probably I, can't, I think eh? they just shut tourism or like, yeah, international travel, tourism down did they, they they did have like a lottery system i think for a little while where they were letting select people into the country as tourists because they were trying to keep the tourism like somewhat afloat but mm-hmm. you had to enter maybe a lottery to find out if you were going to be allowed to but you're right anytime they have an outbreak and their outbreak for their countries like our daily caseload like they'll have 500 in the country like over a long period of time they'll be like that's too many shut it down <laughs> really wow. they had some of the most extreme um like measures measures. in place (laughs) you know you couldn't leave your neighborhood for at one point in time i've seen videos of people getting arrested for their masks being down in public smoking a cigarette it was yeah yeah australia's out of control right now the riots that are going down on down there is yeah people are uh yeah really people are not happy down there i mean people are upset in our country about vaccine uh passport rules but uh, yeah in australia it's they and don't take any chances. It's weird because Western Australia is totally different from Eastern Australia too. It's like Western Australia is fully open. Their their rugby matches are full capacity. Oh yeah, where Perth is. It's like they're like there's like a border and they're not letting anybody in from Eastern Australia. So Western Australia is like business as usual. Everyone's living their life. And then where like Sydney and Melbourne is on the eastern side, it's full lockdown. It's, ah, it's it, weird. It, I didn't realize there was such a division within yeah. that country. Yeah, Yikes. and they and, they, and like. Eastern, the East wants them to open up the border to allow travel between the two sides. Yeah, yeah. But the West is fine, and they don't want to let the people from the East over when the East is... It, it's just a complicated... Kind of like if we, we don't want people from Alberta coming to Ontario <laughs> right now and, and Manitoba and Saskatchewan. You know, it's like things are out of control there. You, you can just drive, though, through Canada. There's no, like, problems, right? Uh, no, yeah, you can go through. It's yeah. no problem. You can fly anywhere in Canada. There's no... no as of uh, now. As of now, yeah. 
There's no I don't like, think because yeah. there was a while there where if you were driving through different provinces, Quebec. you could get pulled over. But even like my in-laws drove out to Alberta and they uh, had to have like proof that they were going to a property that they owned or something like that. Yeah, there were some measures in place with some select provinces. I think Ontario shut out Quebec for a while. Mm. So if if people could maybe get into Quebec, but they weren't sure if they were going to get back into Ontario or I don't know. If you were a Quebec resident and you wanted to visit Ontario, you couldn't unless you had property here. (laughs) Anyways, let's go think about that. Let's think about going down south. You know, it's just (laughs) my fear is like, you know, you book the trip and I know there's all kinds of COVID insurance and stuff yeah, but it's like yeah. hey okay what happens if you do even though if you're fully vaccinated get sick down there no there's like private health care it's not the end of the world but i wouldn't want to be like to get like some new variant while i'm traveling in a developing nation right and then also it's like what if they change the rules where it's like now i gotta worry about like quarantine hotels again or oh things on the God. way back and then all of a sudden a week off from work turns into three weeks off from work where two of those weeks I'm living in my house and I can't leave. Please you know? don't do this to Bundus and I. You go south for a week. Next thing you know, you're staying. Thank God for a month. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I guess they'd send me a kit and I could probably broadcast as long as I'm back in Canada. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I, I'm not... I think we're going to probably do something. Yeah? yeah. You guys are going to go somewhere? We're leaning towards it. It's just what kind of vacation. Uh, part of me would like to just maybe charter a sailboat and then we're just doing our own thing. That would be good. And we got my family. But I don't know if my girls would really enjoy that as much as Deb and I would enjoy it. I'd love to go kiteboarding in the Grenadine Islands like I did a couple years girls ago. Girls aren't going to enjoy that? Ah, Come on. Th- you know, my girls want to go like to the swim up bar and order virgin pina coladas all day. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of stuff. They, they want the scene. They want the scene yeah. and all the pools and everything. And yeah. they're just living on a boat for them. I don't know if it's as exciting for them. Gotcha. At this age. They're Turning into a young Bundus, right? They want the music and the vibe. They want the vibe. They want the party. They want the party. They won't be stuck on a boat with mom and dad. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hey, we're going out, mom and dad. We'll see you later. No more. Nah, yeah, I just I think they'd rather go away with like a few families and all be at the same resort I get and, and it. do that kind of thing. And I it, it's harder it. to do if you're Guys, on a boat. But. New Orleans, man. I can't wait to go back to New Orleans. You kids got the wouldn't food. want that. The food is so good. You got the music. You got all the voodoo stuff. It's so interesting. <laughs> Until you get a hex put on you. Well, yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> you uh, you won't travel, right, Bundes? Right now, like you're uh, anti uh, having to show proof of anything to get on a plane. Um, Are you coming around now? No, I'm not coming around. <laughs> um, but with international travel, I understand because I recognize the sovereignty of a nation to, you know, keep the, their citizens safe. And if you want to enter someone else's country, I, I get having to show that. But okay. I, I wouldn't want to go to a country where once I got in and did that initial process, have to show everywhere I went. Like I might, I but might. Wait, op- you go to a resort, you, you stay at one place for seven days, yes. essentially. So something like that, I'd be okay with maybe going somewhere like to Florida where it's, you know, fucking a free for all. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Gong uh, show. I could do that. But I wouldn't be going to Greece and having to do all of this. Like shit. every restaurant yeah. out here, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be up for that. At okay. This point. So you're not. You're thinking of not going away, maybe just because you want to save some cash, and you're thinking about maybe like uh, buying a different place, or I just, um, uh, yeah, the saving the cash and places, all that. But I, I would like to go away. I just don't know if it's going to be what I want it to be. Like if the experience is going to be worth the money. I, 
I've done enough traveling in my life. Like, obviously, I want to do it again, but I don't care to waste money at this particular point in my life on something that's going to be subpar. You know what's funny is that you and your boys will go out to Miami, right? And you'll have, like, epic nights out where sure. you, you spend almost as much in a night uh, on those trips as, like, yeah. as what a seven-day all-inclusive <laughs> vacation would cost. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Where you would drink and eat and do everything, yes. and it's super easy. Totally. Yeah. I'm surprised like you and the Friday Night Lady friend aren't thinking of just going to like the DR or Mexico or somewhere where you can just like chill for a week and that, party. Yeah, like if if it's not going to be a hassle to go there and then come back like to get in the country, then I would I would be happy to do that with her if something that she really wants to do. Like I would mm. I, I would make that happen for her. But it's not something that I'm dying to do personally. Okay. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm not feeling the pull of an all inclusive. I find all inclusives a bit repetitive by day four. I've seen it yeah, all. You know? it's, you, yeah, but you're not doing it for you as much as you are doing it for everybody in the family and if you're factoring in everybody i mean what's harvest going to have a better time getting on a tour bus traveling around a city or being at a water park (laughs) within a resort where she can drink unlimited pina Pina coladas coladas, you know like (laughs) right yeah my ideal vacation right now is being on a chartered boat in a caribbean destination where i can literally almost go kiteboarding off the back of the boat like that to me i could do that for six days straight and then include a couple of days for travel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that would be no problem. But if I want my kids to have a good time, and how many more vacations do I have with my kids? Right. 15 and going to be 13, you know? Do you like, think your parents ever factored that in when they were traveling with you as a kid? Not a lot. Not well, a lot. My parents were divorced. My dad never really planned trips for us. Never took us away. I think we did like a ski weekend once. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get he to did go not. on in all-inclusives yeah. either. Never, never. Uh, my first all-inclusive was with Deb. Now, my stepdad, when he was in the picture with my mom, brought us to Florida. His, like, he had a company uh, condo or a condo with his business partner. Nice. And we went down and we went to Disney and we did some fun stuff. And we, so, like, I would say my mom and stepdad at the time kind of cared about us having a good time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's but, sweet. Yeah. My dad was never like, oh, I wonder if the kids will have a good time with this. Yeah, like he right? was just like, I'm going to do what I'm doing. Yeah, and if, my dad too. Yeah. It was and never You're going to be along for the ride or you're not. <laughs> Most often, I, we just weren't invited. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had us only for every other weekend, so he could easily plan trips around us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. My dad too. Well, times have changed. And you didn't really do a lot of travel because your mom's not a flyer, right, Bundes? Like you guys weren't doing... Uh, uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I, I the, first, the first trip I went on, I was... 18 or 19 with my boys like I never, that's the first yeah. time you got on a plane yeah I, I with my family it was like i think we went to ottawa once you know yeah or like up north to, to wasega or something like that grand Bend. we never went anywhere on a plane oh until I, I was an adult fairness to our parents though i don't think that culture was really a big thing in terms of like there being cheap all-inclusive vacations yeah, you're right. there was club med when i was growing up mm-hmm. and like the rich families would go to club med yeah. and i see them come back from vacation and they're all the kids hair would be all braided and they'd have like you know yeah. something cool it'd be like oh that would be awesome but it was it was really, it was exclusive there was not a ton of my friends that did those kind of trips I remember those commercials i remember being like who are these people lying in a bed on the beach yeah or like at club med they'd have those um circus camps and stuff like the kids would be you know on the the big giant trampolines <laughs> yes. and, and you know flying across on the high wire oh, totally, things totally. yeah yeah is Where, club med still a thing is i it think around? it is but not to the same degree it once was i think they 
still have some resorts. Maybe but they, it's going to come back. They, they were the resort you would want to go to if you had a bit of money, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the timeshares? Are those things? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, People yeah. You still do that. You go to like all-inclusive resorts, the biggest trap you can get into is like getting sucked into a timeshare conversation <laughs> with somebody. They usually offer you like, oh, you want a free car rental? Just come to this three-hour timeshare thing and sit down and learn how you could be at this resort every year. Uh, yeah, no, there weren't. Yeah, I don't think they had those huge strips. I, I think then. I feel like Club Med's going to come back in style because everything comes back in style. And just the name of it, like Club it's There's cool. There's so many <laughs> higher end resorts now. Like Sandals, I think, is surpassed Club Med, at least from like a Caribbean mm. standpoint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Beaches, if you want to bring your kids. Sandals is adults only. Beaches is the same company, but it's bring the family. But man, to go on a beaches vacation with your kids, it's like minimum twelve, thirteen thousand dollars if you get in at the cheapest room level, Jeez. and you know all those sell out quick. So that buffet better be excellent. Well, the food is like I've been at a bunch of Sandals resorts because we did these work affiliations. It really is nice. Mm-hmm. The food is amazing. It's like restaurant quality in a lot of the restaurants there. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you've just left like a nice place and had a great meal. Plus. All the activities are included. You want to go scuba diving, it's included. Snorkeling, everything is all incorporated into the price. Oh, okay. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Whereas other resorts, it's like, oh, you want to go snorkeling? Hey, they got, you know, it's an additional charge for this. Oh, geez, though. Well, that's beaches, yeah. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, at least, I think. Yikes. Anyway, the Tuckers are not looking at beaches, resorts. <laughs> if we do an all-inclusive that's vacation. Right. <laughs> But it is cool to see that they're adapting. Like all these resorts, like if you need testing, it's on site. You know, you don't have to go into town, especially in some yeah. some countries. You know, I wouldn't want to go into town. Right. Yeah. They have to. They have to adapt. They have to make it easy for everybody yeah. to travel right now. Right. So there you go. I'm wondering what the buffet situation is going to be like for breakfast. I, I, my assumption will be is that there'll still be like a buffet scenario, but people won't be allowed close to the food. Like there'll be uh, mm-hmm. like uh, glass covering everything and then somebody behind scooping every little thing. Yes. Like you want bacon, you'd be like three pieces, please. And they pick it for you. Yeah. Oh, no, not those pieces. The ones over there. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> anyway. High maintenance. Yeah. It's time to think about that kind of thing now, mm-hmm. eh? If you want to go away. How about a little Erica Badu? How about it? The Daily Take Two is coming up. It was an expensive day at the Tucker household yesterday. Two of my favorite ladies went and had their hair done. Oh, yeah. One of them had their nails done. Everything oh, did. Oh, little spot <laughs> for the ladies. Yeah. One of them was my cute little puppy, Lola. Oh. The other was my lovely wife, Deb. <laughs> 
Who do you think cost more? Oh, well, at the okay. Salon. So, so, I mean, I know Deb um, gets the whole rigmarole at the salon. Uh, she's getting the color. She's getting the nice cut. She's doing some highlights. She's oh, doing yeah. some coloring to kind of, you know, fill in those roots a little bit. The highlights, the lowlights. The hair the- curled. A cut, even. Well, I I don't have a dog, so I don't know how much that would cost. But My dog went in mm-hmm. and had her hair cut, and then she had a wash and you know the cut and then uh, nails done. I'm gonna say Deb costs more because I know how much color costs at a salon. It's very expensive. What do you think Deb cost? Three hundred dollars. Yeah, you know your stuff. Yeah. Plus tip. Plus tip. Yeah. What do you tip on three hundred? Do you have to tip like twenty percent, or is it a mm-hmm. fiver? No, so it's a fiver. Not like a when fiver. I used to get my hair done, it'd be like twelve dollars. All right, well here's seventeen. Enjoy. We've or talked about this. Round it up to twenty. <laughs> We've spoken about this on the show before. Just like it is very, very expensive to get your hair colored, and I think we had stylists calling in just saying how expensive it is to purchase all the color. You have to buy the whole line. Oh yeah, um, I believe it. I, I, it's not that I'm saying it's not worth it. Or that they're ripping her off. It's just no. it's a costly procedure. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Over Why do you think I do the the long shaggy look? Yeah, <laughs> I understand it now. Okay, now what do you think it cost for my dog to get done? Did your dog have the nails done? Nails done. Everything big? Everything did. <laughs> Hair done? Nail done? Um I don't I don't know, like $45? <laughs> Higher. Uh, I was over a hundred with the tip. What? In there. Yeah. So, like in all, we spent close to five hundred dollars on hair yesterday. In one day, five hundred dollars, Bundis. <laughs> what would you do? That's an Xbox, right there. Yeah. yeah in one much. day. Yeah, that's your, your Thrustmaster, your flight simulator. Your, your, <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, man. <laughs> that will last a lot longer than two months. I almost took my cat Jerry to a groomer. I'm like, do people groom cats? Because he was getting matted in the back. Yeah. He put on some weight and couldn't like reach the back spots anymore. <laughs> I you know, know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? We figured it out. I yeah. got the scissors out. I calmed him down and we did it together. It's just one of those things you don't really think about. Like you're getting a dog, you know, oh, there's going to be some expenses, but you don't think like a hundred, it's 600 a year probably for grooming for our dog, mm-hmm. you know, give or take, maybe yeah. a bit more. So yeah, Whew. know what you're getting into. Yeah. Then you have a, when you, uh, you know, agree to take on a wife, you don't think that's going to be. <laughs> take on a wife. Uh, uh, you know, there's going to be some expenses. That's going to be like, you know, what are we talking uh, there? At least, uh, you know, 1500 a year, 1600 for hair? I have to say, alone. there is nothing better than coming back from the salon, though. That feeling. Yeah. Did Deb have that feeling? Uh, I don't know. I think, I think Lola stole her thunder. <laughs> Everyone was paying attention to her haircut. It was a little more dramatic, I think. <laughs> Tom Cruise is not going to be happy about this. He will not be the first actor to film a movie in space. Somebody beat him to the punch. How could this happen? How could this happen? It just made sense to send Tom Cruise up there. But no. A Russian film crew. Ah, the Russians. Yes. Beat us again. You think they're going to let Tommy Boy head up there first? Hell no. They just blasted off into orbit. 
to make the very first movie in space. They've launched an actor and a director into space, they say, to raise the prestige of the Russian space program. Mm. So it's a female actress by the name of Yulia Prezwild and a director with her and an astronaut that are on board this very small crew. So, like, no makeup and hair. Uh, you got no camera person or boom mic operator, just yeah. an actor and a director who I guess will be doing all the tech. Now, wow. I even know what this movie's about. You want to hear about it? What the plot uh, line is? Yeah, sure. What's okay. it about? It's going to be called Challenge. Okay. And she's playing the role of a surgeon who is rushed to the International Space Station to save a crew member who's suffering from a heart condition in space. So they have to send a doctor to her. Now, the astronauts that are already on the space station, as you suspected when we talked about this with Tom Cruise going up there, they're going to be playing roles in this film because they're already up there anyways. Yeah, they kind of have to be, right? They're in the background. They're going to be playing roles. Also, the, the astronaut that's going up there with her will be playing a role in the movie. But what would you rather see? Some unknown Russian actor mm-hmm. in a space movie or Tom frickin' Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> it's not who does it first. It's who does it better who that does matters it most. Best, Do you think yes. Steve Jobs invented the mouse? No, he did it. He just made it better. <laughs> he did. Did he invent the MP3 player? No, he made it better. He damn well did. So you know who's going to make their movie better? Tom freaking Cruise. You think guy. Top Gun was the first movie about warplanes? <laughs> you better believe it wasn't. <laughs> but it happened to be the best one. <gasps> yeah. You, you know, know what else came out the same year as Top Gun? What? Iron Eagle. Who remembers that movie? I actually really like that movie. <laughs> it's not as good as Top Gun. But it's, it's not as really good. Like that. That's right. <laughs> not as good. Iron Eagle? Yeah. Lou never, Gossett Jr. Never heard of it. Yeah. Chappie? Wasn't that his name? (laughs) Chappie? You know know what movie came out after Top Gun and wasn't as good? Pearl Harbor! There's lots of movies that get made about lots of different things, but, you know, only a few people can make good ones. There's going to be way more eyes on this movie because they're first, though, right? Well, just because they're filming it first doesn't always mean it's going to be out first. But again, it doesn't matter if you're the first to do something mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. It's just if you can do it better. If there's one thing we know about Tom Cruise is he is not going to half-ass this project. No. He will get up there. He's going to get it done, more. get it done! He's going to feel the need. <laughs> the need, need for speed! <laughs> it's Tucker and Maura. This is so gross. Uh, City of Hamilton have... Uh, screwed up again when it comes to their raw sewage due to heavy rain and an equipment failure Mm -hmm. that a whole bunch of partially and completely untreated sewage was dumped into Hamilton Harbor overnight on Monday. Oh, God. Wait till you find out how much. The equivalent of 141 Olympic swimming pools worth of raw and partially treated sewage ended up in Hamilton Harbor in one, like, period, one overnight period. No. Or, to put it in another way, (laughs) 353 million liters (gasps) 
of partially or untreated sewage was dumped. Oh. That is yeah. absolutely Isn't gross. that just like the grossest thing? So they have to tell people now. Now they have to tell. Like, you got to tell people when that happens. Don't you dare go in the water right now. So yeah, what yeah, yeah. can they do anything? Like how do you, what do you do now? Yeah, just nothing. <laughs> That it just settles and goes away. I, I don't know what you do with it now. I don't think you like pull it back out I and mean, start you, filtering through the water. Do you send in a team with a net? And, <laughs> you know? And really like really a, just a strainer. You know, like a those colanders for pasta? Yeah. You do something. You, you, you put like a... You stir it. You mix it in. No, I don't know what you stir it. You, you get think, some bubble blowers and you uh, blow it away. No, 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 no. Yeah, send it towards <laughs> Buffalo. That's it. That way. When there's a plant bypass, is that like you get the like... Everyone grabs their hard hats and their jumpsuits. Everyone's running. running. Yeah, yeah. Or is it more like... <laughs> Uh, oh, geez, last night there was a plant bypass here. You know what? Notifica- like a little email, you L- know? There's a little red light on the board that starts flashing, <laughs> and somebody just didn't notice that red light that was flashing on and off, on and off. Like, what does that do? I don't know. I've never seen that before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like- do you remember Chernobyl, the, the uh, series? Yes. That documented what happened? Yes. In Russia when they had the nuclear meltdown, yes. and they're like, nah, that can never happen. Keep going. Malfunction. Don't I'll- worry. I'm- I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it was something like that. Get back in there. No worries. Yeah. We got to get we got to get the team that made the Chernobyl TV series to go into <laughs> the Hamilton sewage plants. <laughs> and then they can make a movie based on this. What the hell happened? And the worst part is this is like, you know, becoming commonplace. I know. That we see these stories. I know. Yeah. And these are the ones you hear about. It's it's the ones you don't hear about that you wonder like Yeah. This, uh, to this magnitude, you have to tell people. But like, how often does it happen where they're like, "Yeah, we don't have to release a statement it's on just that." Just a little, <laughs> just a it's little just, bit. Just eighty really pools. It's only when it's over a hundred <laughs> that you gotta let people know. So, do you think the city is urging residents to stay away from the water at Pier Four Beach, or do you think they're saying, "Eh, it's not that big a deal"? They're probably saying it's not that big a deal. No, they're saying stay oh, away. Okay. Stay away. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about that sewage leak the city of Hamilton is dealing with right now. Oh, man. 141 Olympic swimming pools worth of partially treated and fully untreated sewage leaked out Monday overnight. Into the Hamilton Harbor, yeah. So Larry sent us a text and he said it was actually dumped on purpose because of the rain. The whole system was going to overflow. Therefore, the bypass system reacts instead i think it has more to do like they normally do a partial bypass and they try and treat it as they have to release it in this case there was like a screw up something wasn't working properly so like uh, in and amongst the partially treated was fully untreated sewage oh let's just hope that everybody has been eating really really well lately (laughs) 
and that's all just going to disintegrate upon contact with the water. If this right? happened in Vancouver, it'd be a non-issue. All the <laughs> granola, all the hippies, <laughs> flaxseed, and flax chia and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. A little different in this yeah, scenario. Yeah, yeah, it does kind of have like that vibe though of like a superhero origin story. It does. You know, like how superheroes <laughs> yeah, get their superhero powers on the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Ontario. It's me, Sewage Man. I'm here to fight crime and save your city. Sewage Man. Hello, moron. What's your secret power? Stand back. Oh no, I should I'll show you. I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> <laughs> I should not have asked. Oh my god. That might have been a mistake. <laughs> As long as nobody has extra large tongues, I'll be fine. It turns out that is my downfall. Tongues? That's your kryptonite. Or gas X. I'm glad you're on the right side, sewage man. You point me towards the bad guys. Yeah, and I'll do my thing! Alright! Sewage Man! Wishing you all a fantastic day! Yeah, thank God for that sewage spill. Don't have to worry about crime anymore. <laughs> Definitely going to have a uh, toilet paper shortage again, though. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, uh, boy. Here's how to dress like a grown-up this season. Put on a tie. <laughs> Including a wardrobe piece we all need to rush out and buy. Can wow. I get my fashion music? Oh, Ba, 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 ba. There it is. Yay! Thank you. Okay. Style experts agree, and we've heard this already. Yeah. Okay. This season is all about color. You want to look like a loser? Wear basic black. That's me. Grays and blacks. Loser! Just put a big L on your forehead, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta oh. rock some color! Okay. Okay, every single complexion they say benefits from color. Your eyes are gonna brighten up, your mm. smile's gonna be lifted, you're gonna look lo- younger, and you're gonna look more contemporary this season, okay? Rock! head-to-toe color in different shades. In fashion speak, that's called tonal dressing, Like monochrome style? Yeah, but different shades. So if you're going to do red, you do different hues of red uh, floor-to-ceiling kind of thing. Sort of like a a palette for paint. Exactly. What do you call those things you get at the paint store? 
Chips, paint chips. It's kind like a of paint like chip. you just have the different variations of the color. That's a hundred percent right. Mm. If you want to be basic one day, then you know you're basic. You have trouble uh, swaying from your basic blacks. Try a different neutral like camel. Bundes can get behind this. Camel, camel coat like a trench camel coat. Or oh, that looks good. That man. looks. That looks good. Is that is that yeah. essentially, guys, to speak in a language that other people understand? Yeah, yeah. Is that beige? Is that just beige we're <laughs> talking beige. about here? Okay. A tan. Yeah. A tan yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's warm. It's a great neutral to have instead of black. Okay. Yeah, you stand out because no, you don't see too many people wearing that color. Like, okay, yeah. so what you're doing is you're telling me that I should dress up like I used to work at Future Shop. <laughs> I need some khaki camel pants no. and a red <laughs> burst of color with my golf shirt. No, 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 I'm no, good no, no. To That's go. not right. No. no. Oh, you think it more like Best Buy blue <laughs> golf shirt with the khaki pants? <laughs> no. And no, the belt no, clip, no, and no, you no. accessorize it with no. like a clip so cell phone. Cell phone yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. We're all all tan floor to ceiling oh. like i want you in tan shirt tan pants tan jacket yeah, so i look like i'm naked essentially i'll look like i'm naked yeah. okay and finally the piece yeah. we all need to buy this year don't buy yourself a boring basic black suit this is the season that you get the colored blazer or you dive in and you get the colored blazer and matching pants. So, so it looks like you're working the valet when you're standing in front of a, a restaurant. People throw you their keys and be no, like, no, hey, no, no, no. nice maroon blazer, dude. Uh, you know, uh, my car's parked around there. Here are the keys. Thanks. No, no, or it no, looks no. like you just no, won no. some stuffy old golf tournament. Oh, here you go. Colored blazer. Well done. No, no. It's the year of the colored pantsuit. Be brave and rock the look, okay? Okay, thanks, Mara, for the tips. You're very, very welcome. We were arguing on the show which season is the best. I mean, Tucker was saying he likes the summer, and Bundes and I were like, hello, it's fall. Yeah, it's because you guys are losers. (laughs) Summer is by far the best. 73% of people say their favorite season is connected to how much time they can spend outside. So if you have a lot of time off in the summer... Chances are you're going to like summer. If your hobby is uh, in the winter, let's say you really like snowboarding, chances are you're going to like winter because it's linked to your hobby. So uh, if you've got allergies, the spring, you're not going to like the spring, right? Yeah, okay. So according to this new study, winter was the most unpopular season. 40% say they don't like winter. Uh, it's their least favorite season. Summer second least favorite season. Well, you know why? I'm going to tell you something. I'll tell you why this is the case. Do you want to continue, though? I'll, I'll tell you my theory. Then spring yeah. and fall. Oh, okay. Guys, oh. I, can make, I can make perfect sense of this. You, you want to know why those numbers came up the way they came up? Tell me. Because everybody who loves the summer 
We're out doing fun stuff! And they weren't home like losers answering the phone agreeing to take part in this stupid survey. <laughs> That's exactly why those numbers show up. I don't know. They tried calling the people that prefer summer over every other month, but they were out having a great time. Enjoying I feel, it. I feel like this makes a lot of sense, though. So I think I'm actually outside more in the fall. Uh, yeah, I'd love to take part in a survey. <laughs> oh, my favorite month is the fall. Yeah. What am I doing right now? Nothing. I'm just sitting on my couch like a loser with nothing to do. Okay, yeah. Uh, if you have any more questions you'd like to ask me, I'd be happy to answer them for you. All right. Yes, I'm excited for another election. It'll give me something to read on the internet. I feel like we need to settle this debate and just have like an Insta poll or something. Yeah, but again, all the people prefer summer out doing fun stuff. They wouldn't take Summer's part. over, man. Summer's done. Summer's over. Get over it. Oh, you think Move it's over? On. Have you seen the forecast for this weekend? Yeah, rain. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's raining like every day. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.